Well, good morning. Uh, my name's Nick, for those who haven't had the opportunity to meet me, or I haven't had the opportunity to meet you. Um, and so this morning we're going to conclude our series that we've been journeying through Acts to the ends of the earth. So this is part eight and final, and uh, thanks to Carl that all the other ones are up on the podcast uh, if you want to catch them up. And um, you may have heard we're going to do things a little bit differently this morning. Uh, given that there's no kids' church on. Uh, But I am excited. Uh, You'll see in your bulletins that on the 22nd of August, we're having a Think Orange launch. So Think Orange is the name of our new kids' curriculum. Um, It's awesome. It's fantastic. All of those that have had a chance to actually look behind the scenes at it are really excited about it. So we're going to launch that on the 22nd of August. And what we're going to do is we're all going to do kids' church together. Um, And so... Uh, if you are an adult and you don't have kids that come to the church anymore, like this beautiful little man, um, I, I want to encourage you not to feel like, oh, it's just for the kids. Uh, this is going to be fun for everybody. Uh, this is going to be uh, uplifting and inspiring and encouraging for everybody. Uh, and I do want to say to you, if you're a part of this church, then you do have kids here. You might not be their biological parents, but as a as a church together, we have the responsibility to raise our children uh, in the Lord. Um, because church is about family. Um, and so I, I, I want to just acknowledge uh, Santa and Peter Wilson, who are visiting, um, who are my mum and dad, not biologically in any sense, but our family uh, in the church. So they're part of the church that we used to be a part of at Grace Point uh, in Sydney. Um, and just had the chance to catch up with them last night. Uh, as they're coming through Yass to, to go see some diamonds or something in Canberra. Um, and it was just a real blessing to catch up with them and remind, be reminded that we have such a rich family here in Yass in the church, but we haven't lost anything of the family we had at Grace Point, and, and, and that we don't have to lose that, and that the, the kingdom is family. And God chooses to reveal Himself as Father, Son and Spirit. Uh, it could have been any kind of terms that God chose to reveal Himself as, but He reveals us reveals himself to us in the context of family. And so the church is family. And so today we're going to do something a little bit fun. Um, And so I'm going to pray because I feel like I'm going to need it this morning. Uh, And then we're going to invite the kids to come down and join me um, because I I get to to speak about my absolute favorite book every Sunday morning. But this morning I'm going to share a little bit from one of my other favorite books, Green Eggs and Ham. So let me pray, and then we're going to have the the kids join us. And so, Father, we thank you uh, for the book of Acts. We thank you for the journey that we've been on as a church over the last eight weeks or so. Uh, Thank you for all that you've revealed to us. And I pray that today and in the weeks to come, we don't just move on from that, but that you, by your Spirit, uh, plant deeply in our hearts all that we've gained uh, through the book of Acts. And so today I pray, Lord, that from the youngest person here to the oldest person here, that we have fun, that we have fun together, but also that we're encouraged and inspired and challenged by your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get the kids and and any necessary parental uh, control to come and join me out the front here. Hello, Esther. So you can come and sit on the floor uh, out the front here. Okay, if you feel like you need a parent to help you be at least a little bit settled, invite them to come with you. If you're 45 years old and you just feel like sitting on the floor, um, you can come down as well. All right. 
Good morning. Who's excited for school holidays? Who doesn't go to school yet and it doesn't really make any difference to them? Yeah. Who has seen this? Yeah. Who has seen this book before? Green Eggs and Ham. It's one of my favorite books. You have it at your home. So who can tell me what is Green Eggs and Ham about? I, need, I want you to put your hand up. Who can tell me what it's about? Okay, uh, Annabelle. I scared you off with the microphone. You whisper it in my ear. Yeah, he says, I don't like green eggs and ham. Does someone else want to tell me a little bit about what it's about? Um, he, he thinks he doesn't like it when he didn't even try it. That's right. The grumpy grouch, which is a bit like me sometimes, just ask my family, sometimes in the morning I'm a bit of a grumpy grouch, so I try to wake up early enough that I've stopped being a grumpy grouch before everyone else wakes up. So he, he, he says I don't like green and eggs and ham, but he hasn't even tried it yet. Who's ever decided they don't like something, but they haven't really even tried it? Do you know that I used to say coffee was disgusting? <laughs> and you can just ask almost any of the adults here and they'll tell you that I drink a lot of coffee. Yeah, yeah. I do want to say, we're going to read this book, but I do want to say as a public announcement... Yeah, I do want to say as a public announcement, if you see eggs that are green and ham that's green, I'd probably ask mummy and daddy before you ate it. Okay. So we're going to read Green Eggs and Ham, and I'm going to invite, uh, not Sam I am, but Dan I am, and he's going to come and help me read it, because I'm the grumpy grouch and Sam, uh, Dan is the happy one. All right, so, and it's actually going to be on the screen, because I thought if I open this book up, it's a little bit small, so I'm going to move this further away, so you can see. And Dan and I are going to read the story. So, who's never heard this story before? Yeah, a few people. All right. Okay, so this is the story of green eggs and ham. Do you like green eggs and ham? I do not like them, Sam I am. I do not like green eggs and ham. Would you like them here or there? I would not like them here or there. I would not like them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. Would you like them in a house? Would you like them with a mouse? I do not like them in a house. I do not like them with a mouse. I do not like them here or there. I do not like them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. Would you like them in a box? Would you like them with a fox? Not in a box, not with a fox, not in a house, not with a mouse. I would not like them here or there. I would not like them anywhere. I would not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. Would you, could you in a car? Eat them, eat them, here they are. I would not, could not in a car. You may like them, you will see. You may like them in a tree. I would not, 
could not in a tree, not in a car, you let me be. I do not like them in a box. I do not like them with a fox. I do not like them in a house. I do not like them with a mouse. I do not like them here or there. I do not like them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them. Dan, I am. (laughs) See what I did there? (laughs) A train, a train, a train, a train. Could you, would you, on a train? Not on a train. Not in a tree, not in a car. Sam, let me be. I would not, could not in a box. I would not, could not, uh, sorry, I could not, would not. (laughs) Tricky. With a fox, I will not eat them with a mouse. I will not eat them in a house. I will not eat them here or there. I will not eat them anywhere. I do not eat green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam, I am. Say, in the dark. Here in the dark, (laughs) would you, could you in the dark? I would not, could not in the dark. Would you, could you in the rain? I would not, could not in the rain. Not in the dark, not on a train, not in a car, not in a tree. I do not like them, Sam, you see. Not in a house, not in a box, not with a mouse, not with a fox. I will not eat them here or there. I do not like them anywhere. You do not like green eggs and ham? I do not like them, Sam, I am. Could you, would you with a goat? I would not, could not, with a goat. Would you, could you, on a boat? I could not, would not, on a boat. I will not, will not, with a goat. I will not eat them in the rain. I will not eat them on a train. Not in the dark, not in a tree, not in a car. You let me be. I do not like them in a box. I do not like them with a fox. I will not eat them in a house. I do not like them with a mouse. I do not like them here or there. I do not like them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. You do not like them, so you say. Try them, try them, and you may. Try them, and you may, I say. Sam, if you will let me be, I will try them, you will see. Does that look a bit like me? (laughs) Some of you are getting extra brownie points there. Sam, I like green eggs and ham. I do, I like them, Sam, I am. I would eat them in a boat and I would eat them with a goat and I will eat them in the rain and in the dark and on a train and in a car and in a tree. They are so good, so good, you see. So I will eat them in a box and I will eat them with a fox and I will eat them in a house and I will eat them with a mouse and I will eat them here and there. I will eat them anywhere. I do so like green eggs and ham. Thank you. Thank you, Sam, I am. You're welcome. (laughs) All right. So we're going to give Dan, I am a break for a moment. All right. So this morning we're talking about telling everybody to the ends of the earth about Jesus. Okay. And there's a word that we use uh, that's a bit of a long word and a funny word. And Josiah looks like he wants to tell everyone what it is. So I might grab the microphone from Dan. There's a word we use for telling people about Jesus. And so what is it, Josiah? You've forgotten? Let me mute myself. Evangelism. Evangelism. So evangelism. Great preacher's kid. Awesome. And so... It's hurting. So we're going to be talking about evangelism. Does anyone, any of the kids, want to have a guess about what does 
Green eggs and ham have to do with evangelism, with telling everybody about Jesus. I'll give someone else a go, Josiah, but you're great. Anyone else want to have a go? Look down. All right. So that's what we're going to find out this morning. We're going to find out what does green eggs and ham have to do with telling people about Jesus. Bella wants to have a go. Uh, I don't know. You don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Selena, oh, they're at the back. Okay. So, what we're going to do is we're going to, for you kids, we're going to have a colouring sheet for you to colour in. And I'm very proud of it. It's the first colouring in sheet that I have ever made. All right. So, I want to have a look at the end of church today to see who's done the most beautiful uh, colouring in picture. And for those who can read, I want you to have a read of the words because it looks like what's already up there. It looks a bit like this page, but it's a little bit different. So I want you to read the words if you know how to read. And if you don't, you might get a, an older brother or sister to read it. And I also want you to see if you can find anything different in the picture to up there. That's not going to be up the whole time. Okay, well, we'll talk about that at the end. So what I want you to do is come and get a colouring sheet from me in a minute when I say, go to the back corner and get a clipboard and some colour pencils, if you don't have your own, from Selena, and then find a seat somewhere near your mummy or daddy or some other adult that looks friendly. Okay. Okay. If the adults want one to take home later, I do have a few spares left. So, kids, have one last really good look at the screen to see what the words say on there and to see what the picture looks like. And then later on, we're going to test to see if anyone... <laughs> Hello, maybe a different parent would be good for you, Sammy. Um, we're going to have a check to see if every, anybody can work out what the differences are. So we've been talking about... Uh, the book of Acts and the journey of the early church. And I just want to take us back to uh, where we began, and that is with this truth that every Christian is called to be a witness. Every Christian is called to testify, to give witness to who Jesus is, uh, his death, uh, his resurrection, to his teaching. Uh, everyone is called to be a witness to Jesus. And so the word we've talked about this morning uh, that, that kind of captures all of that is evangelism. We're all called to evangelism. We're not all evangelists in, in the sense that we're all specially gifted to be evangelists and, and to speak publicly in front of everybody or in that sense. But we're all called, if we're a Christian, if we're a follower of Jesus, we're all called to be a witness or to, to tell others about Jesus. And so we began with Acts chapter 1 and, and verse 8 tells us, but you will receive power. This is Jesus speaking to his first followers. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And, and so the verse that Kitch read for us this morning uh, is many years later and we see this church in Antioch uh, and it's got two key leaders Paul and Barnabas. These are the people that have been doing all the teaching, preaching, encouraging, nurturing, leading of the church in Antioch. And, and we're told that while they were worshipping the Lord and, and feasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul, or Paul, 
for the work to which I have called them. So, they ha- so after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. And so the, the early church, even years later, was so committed to this idea that their, their number one responsibility, their fundamental purpose, was to tell other people who didn't yet know Jesus about him that, they, that when the Holy Spirit said, send away your two best leaders in the church, they sent them off. So that others who don't know Jesus would know about him. And so telling other people about Jesus is our fundamental responsibility, not preserving what we already have in the church today. Telling other people about Jesus is our fundamental responsibility. And so the question is, do you like evangelism? Do you like evangelism? Awesome. Amen, Samson. So... Most of the church, most followers of Jesus understand this. What I've just said about our fundamental purpose being to, to uh, tell other people about Jesus, most of us understand that that is our calling, that is our purpose, that is our responsibility, but most of us don't like it. A 2012 Lifeway research study, which is an American study, um, found that over 80% of churchgoers in America believe that they have a responsibility to tell other people about Jesus. But only a little bit over 30, or or closer to 40 actually, but between 30 and 40% of Christians were able to claim in the same survey that they had actually told someone about Jesus in the past six months. Now I'm not going to make us nervous this morning and, and do the same poll here with a show of hands, but I'd suggest that that, that some of those 39% who are saying, uh, yeah, 39% who are saying, yeah, I've told someone about Jesus in the past six months, are kind of fudging it. I don't want to say they're lying, but I'd say that some of them are kind of stretching it out a little bit. And maybe it was a little bit more than six months ago or something. And so that's America and this is Australia. And, and so we can't say the numbers are exactly the same. But, but what it paints for us is a picture that we know we're called to tell other people about Jesus, but we do not like it. And so we don't do it much. And so what's I Am Sam got to do with evangelism? Well, I'm going to ask uh, Dan I Am to come back up and we're going to retell the story, not the whole thing again, don't go, here we go. Um, But we're going to tell the story again, but a little bit differently. And so kids, you might like to check if you can capture what might be different this time around. Do you like evangelism? <laughs> I do not like it, Sam. I am. I do not like evangelism. <laughs> I would not like it here or there. I would not like it anywhere. I do not like evangelism. I do not like it, Sam. I am. Would you? Could you in a car? Tell them. Tell them. Here they are. I would not. Could not in a car. A train. A train. A train. A train. Could you? Would you on a train? Would you, could you on a boat? I could not, would not on a boat. I will not, will not with a goat. I will not tell them in the rain. I will not tell them on a train. Not in the dark, not in a tree, not in a car. You let me be. I do not like it in a box. I do not like it with a fox. I will not tell them in a house. I do not like it with a mouse. I do not like it here or there. I do not like it anywhere. I do not like evangelism. 
I do not like it, Sam, I am. Thank you, Dan. And so the connection between green eggs and ham, apart from, you know, it's a good moral to that story, the connection between green eggs and ham and evangelism, telling other people about Jesus, is that for a lot of the church, we simply don't like it. We get nervous about it, we get uh, upset about the idea of it, and so we don't do it. And so I remember uh, when I was in high school, and I was fortunate enough to be raised by Christian parents, and my dad was a, a, an Anglican minister and um, grew up in a church, and so I came to faith at quite a young age, and when I was in high school, um, I was a part of this, this, it was a really good group of Christian friends, and we're really fortunate um, that we had that in this public high school that uh, was anything but a Christian school. Um, and in fact, there was a Christian school in Tamworth where I grew up, which kind of draws away a lot of the Christian families. And, and so we were unique in our year at high school. Um, There's about 1,100 people at our high school, and we had this, you know, about a dozen of us in our year that were Christians. And, and we would meet together once um, a week at lunchtime to pray. And so we met together and prayed and we chatted and encouraged one another and, and, and I was kind of one of the, there was no teachers involved, it wasn't an IFCF group or anything like that, it was, it was our own initiative and, and so we're pretty dedicated about our faith um, and, and I kind of became one of the, the leaders of that group and then we had this idea that one day in a couple of weeks time we wouldn't uh, meet together and pray, we would meet together and then we would go out and tell all of our friends in the schoolyard about Jesus. And all of my friends knew I was a Christian. It wasn't like I was coming out as a Christian or anything like that. But what I did on that day was I didn't show up. (laughs) And I could be wrong, but I don't think any of us showed up to prayer group that day. We we worked ourselves up for it. We, We knew it was our responsibility not just to sit together and pray But when it came to to stepping out into evangelism in our school, we we were like grumpy grouch and we said, I don't like it. And so we made excuses that, oh, well, I I, I forgot or I I, I was busy that lunchtime. And so for a lot of us, we're in that place and and, and I can tell you that I felt some guilt and some shame uh, that Jesus has dealt with in my life after in, in the preceding time. But but that's where we sit for a lot of us in the church. We, we, we know we're supposed to tell other people about Jesus, but we, we sit in this sense of, I don't like it. And so we sit in this sense of guilt and shame, and that just makes, it, makes us like it less. We come up with excuses and reasons, and we get into this cycle of just avoiding the green eggs and ham. And so this morning, as we, as we finish off uh, our, our exploration through Acts, I, I just want to touch on the life story of the Apostle Paul. And we first met him as Saul a few weeks ago when he met Jesus on the road to Damascus. He was a, a fundamentalist religious terrorist trying to kill and arrest everybody in the church who became uh, the greatest evangelist, evangelism, evangelist of the early church. And, and so as I was, I wanted to, to kind of cap off I guess the last 15 chapters of Acts this morning and and the story of Paul's missionary work and and I wanted to to, to not kind of spend much more time on Acts and move forward. And and so what I thought I would do is I would would just go through and read all the different situations that Paul 
uh, evangelized, that he, that he spoke to other people about Jesus. And as I put the list together, it, it became very much like the story of I Am Sam. And so the life story of the Apostle Paul is, is that he, he told people about Jesus everywhere. And so the first place is he told them, well, not the first place, but the first place we're looking at this morning is he told them about Jesus while he was in chains. Uh, in Acts chapter 14, verse 23 to 27, uh, we're told, and I'm not going to read it all out this morning for the sake of time, but uh, Acts chapter 16, apparently, um, 23 to 27, sorry for the wrong reference. It says, we're told that Paul and his partner Silas were in prison and, and, and in the middle of the night, in chains, in locks up, they were praising Jesus. So they're telling everybody else and we're told uh, that everybody else uh, about in the prison was listening to them. About midnight, Paul and Silas were were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. And then there was a, an earthquake and it was a very precisely targeted earthquake because all their chains broke off. And so the prisoner thought, well, I'm responsible, the, the prison guard thought, I'm responsible for all these prisoners um, and I'm going to get into big trouble uh, because they're all going to get away and so he was going to do something nasty to himself. And then so Paul called out, don't do that, we're all here. And so the story goes on that Paul said, don't do it, we're here. And then the, the jailer says, sirs, what must I do to be saved? He, he was so struck by this both proclamation and supernatural happening in the jail while Paul was telling others about Jesus in chains. He came and said, I want to know about this Jesus you've been singing about. And then they spoke the word of the Lord to him while they were in the jail and, and to all the others, and, and we're told that the, the jailer and his whole household came to believe in Jesus. And so Paul spoke about Jesus, he, he did evangelism in chains. He also did it in the synagogue, which is kind of like the Jewish church of the first century, and it's still kind of the Jewish church today. We're told that uh, in Acts chapter 17, verse 1 to 3, it says, when Paul and his companions had passed through uh, Amphipolis and Apollina, Apollinia, they came to Thessalonica where there was a Jewish synagogue. As was his custom, Paul went into the synagogue and on three Sabbath days he reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and proving that the Messiah had to suffer and rise from the dead. This Jesus I am proclaiming to you is the Messiah, he said. And so Paul spoke about Jesus in church, essentially. But he also spoke about Jesus in the marketplace, downtown where the shops are. We're told that while Paul was waiting for his friends in Athens, he was greatly distressed to see the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogues with both Jews and God-fearing Greeks, as well as in the marketplace, day by day with those who happened to be there. And so Paul spoke about the gospel in chains. He spoke about the gospel in church. He spoke about the gospel in the marketplace. And he spoke about the gospel in the public square or the public forum. I told that Paul then stood up in the meeting of the Areopagus. And that's like the theatre in Athens where people would come and listen to different ideas and thoughts. And he said, I see that in every way you are very religious, for as I walked around and looked carefully at all your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, to an unknown God. 
So you are ignorant of the very thing you worship, and this is what I'm going to proclaim to you. And so Paul, in the public theatre, in a city of people who didn't know about Jesus or didn't know about the true God, spoke in the marketplace and in the public square the gospel. He also spoke about it in houses, and I just love the audacity of what Paul does here. It says, When Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia, Paul devoted himself exclusively to preaching, testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah. But when they opposed Paul and became abusive, he shook off his clothes in protest and said to them, Your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent of it from now on. I will go to the Gentiles. This is what I love. Then Paul left the synagogue and went next door to the house of uh, Titius, Justus, a worshipper of God. And so Paul was kind of shut out of the synagogue, the church, uh, for, for proclaiming about Jesus. And so he went to a house next door and just kept on telling people about Jesus. In chains, in the synagogue or the church, in the marketplace, in the public square or public forum, in the houses... In the courthouse even, or, or on trial, Paul was, was speaking to, to the, the governor of the region, the Roman governor, and, and the kind of patsy king Agrippa was there. Um, and Paul's kind of giving evidence that he shouldn't be, arrest, that he shouldn't be kind of imprisoned or, or executed for his faith. And then he says this in the midst of his trial. He takes it as an opportunity to proclaim Jesus. He says, the king... That's Agrippa is familiar with these things and I can speak freely to him. I am convinced that none of this has escaped his notice because it was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you do. Then Agrippa said to Paul, do you think that in such a short time you can persuade me to be a Christian? Paul replied, short time or long time, I pray that Pray to God that not only you, but all who are listening to me today may become what I am except for these chains. And so Paul, on trial for his life, takes it as an opportunity to tell people about Jesus. He makes no effort to defend himself in, in normal terms. And he says, I just love that. If it takes me a short time or a long time, my aim here today in the courthouse is that everyone becomes a Christian. even on a ship or a boat, uh, to, to be more accurate to the text of I Am Sam. And so we're told that, that, that and I'm not going to read all this one out for the sake of time as well, but we're, we're told that, that Paul was then, then transported to Rome on a ship uh, and, and the ship uh, was doomed to be shipwrecked and, and Paul spoke a, a prophecy from God to the ship saying, it's going to be okay, the ship's going to be destroyed, but we're all going to be okay. He gave testimony to the Word of God. The ship crashed on an island, and what does Paul do on the island? Well, he heals some sick. Uh, he gets bitten by a snake, actually, and they all wait for him to drop dead, and then when he doesn't, they think, well, there's something about this guy. And so uh, he heals some sick, and it, and it says they brought all their sick and injured and unwell to him, uh, and they were cured. He didn't just tell people about Jesus, he showed them who Jesus is. And then, finally, we're told that Paul spoke the gospel in Rome, in, in Caesar, who called himself Lord, in his own city. Elsewhere, Paul says, even in the household of Caesar, I've had the opportunity to speak about Jesus. And so we're told that once Paul arrived in Rome, in Acts chapter 28, 23 to 24, 
They arranged to meet Paul, that's a lot of people from Rome, on a certain day and came in even larger numbers to the place where he was staying. He witnessed to them. So the book of Acts begins with, you shall be my witnesses, and it ends with Paul being a witness at the end of the earth as far as uh, Jews from Jerusalem were concerned. He witnessed to them from morning till evening, explaining about the kingdom of God and from the law of Moses. And from the prophets, he tried to persuade them about Jesus. Some were convinced by what he said, but others would not believe. And and here's the, 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 the last verse of Acts, essentially. He proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught, a, taught it. Sorry, proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all bold, with boldness. Sorry, with all boldness and without hindrance. Let me read that again. He proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. This is what's spoken over a man who was shipwrecked, imprisoned, put on trial, on a ship, on a boat, in a courthouse, and we're told that he spoke the gospel without hindrance even though lots of things were sent at him to hinder him from his evangelism work and so as i read through that i thought well it's a little bit like sam i am it's in chains in a synagogue in a marketplace in the public square in houses in the courthouse on a ship on an island in rome in caesar's own household and so paul didn't have this thing that we have that i do not like evangelism He had the opposite spirit to what much of the church has today. And so what was the turning point in Green Eggs and Ham? Kids, uh, Genevieve identified it before, but what was the turning point? Maybe Josh can have a turn this time. What changed everything in Green Eggs and Ham? Maybe someone else, Maybe, maybe another new house. It said, um, what? Try again. You said try it. <laughs> yep, we can have another go. Decide what it was that, like, the evangelism instead of green eggs and ham. And it well, that's the difference yeah. in that. Yeah, we're going to get to that in a minute. That's the next question. You're, you're a bit ahead. And so the turning point in green eggs and ham is the grumpy grouch actually trying it actually trying the green eggs and ham and then he realized i do like green eggs and ham all my fears about what it would taste like all my fears about what it would do to my uh, intestinal tract um, all my aversion to green eggs and ham went away once i had a taste of it And so I want to say, I'm actually going to get Sam I Am to say, You do not like it, so you say, try it, try it, and you may, try it, and you may, I say. So what I want to say to us as a church this morning, little people, big people, and everybody in between, old and young, is try it. See, I think this thing, like, and maybe sometimes we'll kind of go, well, I have tried it. But, but, but what I, so if you have tried it, try again. See, the thing is, I had actually tried coffee, but just not good coffee. 
but also my, my taste hadn't developed to the point where I could appreciate it. How many, how many people here have something that they love now that they didn't like as a kid? I love Brussels sprouts. Love them. Some people, some adults are still going, Bleh. try it, Veronica. Try some Brussels sprouts. I will cook them for you with butter and bacon and, um, and maybe they won't taste like Brussels sprouts. Anymore, but maybe I just love bacon. But, but we know that sometimes things we've tried in the past and it didn't go down so well but then we try it again years later and we're like, oh, wow. We might try a better version of it or we, we might try, uh, try it and our, just our palate has developed, but we actually like it now. So what I want to grab this morning is not guilt and shame and, oh, I don't tell people about Jesus and I know I should. That's not a helpful thought. That's not going to help anybody tell someone about Jesus, but it's also not going to help anyone hear about Jesus. And so what I want to encourage us to do this morning is to try it. Uh, here's something that the Apostle Paul, my text is too small on the back screen, sorry, so I'm going to read it off the front. Here's something the Apostle Paul kind of sums up his own evangelism with. He says, Though I am free and belong to no one, I've made myself a slave to everybody to win as many as possible. To the Jews I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law so as to win those who are under the law. To those uh, not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I'm not free from God's law, but under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak to, to win the weak. I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. He's saying, I do like evangelism. I like it here, I like it there, I like it everywhere. But this is what he finishes that thought with. I do all this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. I do all of this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. Paul says, it is such a blessing to share about Jesus with others. That's what I want us to capture this morning, to not rob ourselves from the blessing of sharing Jesus with others. And so sometimes the reason that, that our attempts at evangelism have tasted bad is because we've got a wrong idea about what it looks like. We, we feel like we need to swallow the whole ham and a dozen eggs in one sitting. We've got to tell the whole gospel to tell someone about Jesus is to kind of accost them at the cafe and, and sit them down for three hours and tell them the story of the Bible from start to finish. Sometimes we've, we've had too much of it or we've tried to bite off more than we can chew and we've had a bad taste in our mouth or a bad feeling in our stomach about it and so we've never tried it again. And so what I want to encourage us to do is just to try a little taste. Just like the grumpy grouch just had a little taste and thought, oh, that, that tastes good, I'll have a bit more, I'll have a bit more, I'll have a bit more. And what I want us to do is not to worry about what we're actually going to say. Jesus had this to say about, about telling others about himself, and this is focused on the courthouse, but I believe it's true about everywhere. He says, When you're brought before synagogues, rulers, and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourself or what you will say, for the Holy Spirit will lead you at that time at what you should say. And so we don't have to have a pre-planned one-hour monologue 
to tell people about Jesus. We don't have to have memorized the two ways to live or the four cores of the gospel or, or some other you know, gospel tract. We simply need to be ready to try a taste of it, to be praying that the Holy Spirit gives us words to say, and then just try a taste of it anywhere. Have a coffee with a friend and say, hey, you know how I go to church? That's because Jesus is awesome. I just want you to know that. If they don't ask any more questions, you don't have to tell them anymore. Don't leave that core part of who you are out of your story when you're connecting with people. When people are in your house or even when people are in church over morning tea, tell them about Jesus. Practice on each other. Hopefully no one here this morning is going to bump you over the head for trying to tell them about Jesus. So my encouragement is to have a try. Take a little bit of the green eggs and ham and pop it in your mouth. The group of uh, friends that I had in high school after our largely failed attempt at we're going to go tell everyone about Jesus, we, we thought we'd have another crack at it. And so what we did is we organised a, a kind of a concert uh, for the school. And we raised the money to pay for a band and um, we organised everyone to come together and as a free kind of disco night slash concert at the school. Um, and, and the idea was, that, and we invited, um, it was just a fun night and we invited someone we knew, a youth pastor, to come and speak at the end of that. Um, but something was different then. There was also lots of people milling around outside, having a break from the music. And I started, and others of us started, just to tell people about Jesus, to tell people about why we'd organised the event and what Jesus meant to us. And I can't tell you if any of those people ever came to faith in Jesus. But what I can tell you is, having had a taste of it, I do like evangelism. Having had a taste of it, I enjoyed sharing with other people about Jesus. And so if you are afraid of it, I encourage you just to have a little taste. If you've tried it before and it didn't taste good, then maybe have another little taste of it in a different way. Because we're not all called to be evangelists, but we're all called to evangelism. Kids, I want to encourage you to come back out the front again. So we're going to get all the kids, we're just about to finish, but we're going to get all the kids to come and you don't... Well, I don't want you to sit down now. I actually want you to come and face the same way I'm facing. Bring your pictures. Go get your picture, Esther. So bring your pictures and I want you to hold them up so that everyone can see your beautiful colouring in. The key to loving evangelism is loving Jesus so much that it bubbles out of you. The key is knowing Jesus is the only way that a person can be saved and caring enough about them that you're filled with the desire to see them saved. The key is simply trying to say something 
anywhere to anybody about Jesus. And so kids, I'm going to grab the mic off Dan and I... Okay. So I just wanted you kids to, to show your beautiful pictures. And, but firstly, put up your hand. I know someone's already had an idea about it, but put up your hand if you think you know what's different about the words. And so Josiah did have a go before. So it's evangelism instead of the green eggs and ham. So it says evangelism instead of green eggs and ham. So don't turn around. <laughs> What else is different? So, Bella, is there something else different about the colouring in sheet to the book? Um, no. No? <laughs> yeah, it says, instead of green eggs and ham are so good. Yep, so I'll let you say it. What? Say what you just said to me. It says, Jesus down there. It says, instead of... They are so good. It says, Jesus is so good, so good you see. Anyone else? Um, the difference around from the evangelism to the green eggs and ham was the green eggs and ham to the evangelism. Yeah, that's right. So it's not only the words that are different, there's something different about the picture. I'll give Caleb a go. It's a book. It's a book. So what do you think the book might be? Bible. All right, over here. I know you know, Josiah. What do you think the book might be? Um, I'm a reading book. A reading book. Okay, you boys say it together. Um, the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, all right, the Bible. Okay, and there's one more difference about the picture compared to the book. You've got the same one behind you. Do you girls know? No? All right. What if I hold it up for you? He's facing the other way. <laughs> okay, so so the grumpy grouch just turned away from, from walking away from the people. Oh, that's beautiful, Sammy. Now he's walking towards them because we're always moving towards others so that we can tell them about Jesus. And so I'm going to finish with an I am Sam, or Sam I am type prayer. And I, I pray that this would be true of all of us, that we would fall in love with telling other people about Jesus. So uh, it might seem a bit funny and weird, but I encourage you to receive this as a prayer. I'm going to change the word Sam to God. God, I like evangelism. I do like it. God, I am. That actually works better than I thought. God, I am. Theological. And I would tell them in a boat, and I would tell them with a goat, I will tell them in the rain and in the dark and on a train and in a car and in a tree, Jesus is so good, so good, you see. So I will tell them in a box and I will tell them with a fox and I will tell them in a house and I will tell them with a mouse and I will tell them here or there. I will tell them anywhere. And so God, the great I am, we do pray that you would help us to overcome our fears, our dislike or or hesitancy to practice evangelism 
to tell other people about Jesus and that we would be true to this edited version of Green Eggs and Ham, that we would tell them here and there and anywhere about Jesus. In the name of Jesus, the great Saviour of the world, we pray. Amen. If you've been blessed and encouraged by this message, we'd love for you to become a part of the Ask Baptist family. Log on to ycbc.church to find out more.